Praise God. Our God is greater. Our God is higher. Our God is stronger. There is no other God like him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Today I'm going to be speaking on the subject of dream, God's dream. And um, I'm going to be looking at the lives of Abraham and Joseph and see how they dreamed God's dream and use that as a, a kind of model for how we could dream the dreams of God. Um, you, you probably, because of the vision, are familiar with the revelation that God gave Abraham in Genesis 12, the original uh, promise that God made to him that he was going to make him a great nation. Here comes my Bible. Thank you, Margaret. Yeah, okay. Um, and, you know, God promised him that he was going to make him great, make his name great. And I just read the three verses very quickly. When God called Abraham, he said, The Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from the, your kindred. I asked for a modern translation. <laughs> your kindred and from your, and your father's house into a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those that bless you and curse him that curses you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So that was the original promise that God made to Abraham. And we, as children of Abraham, we enter fully into all these blessings. Can I have an amen? amen. That is, all these blessings belong to all of us. Um, and God further uh, um, amplified this promise that he made to Abraham in chapter 17 of Genesis. And uh, this time, Abraham was already 90 years old, and God spoke to him in chapter 17 and said, walk before me and be perfect, and I will make my covenant between you, and, and, and I will multiply you exceedingly. And Abraham talked to God at that time, because as of that point in time, Abraham still had no children, and... Uh, and God told him, your name is not going to be Abraham, Abraham anymore. Your name is going to be Abraham. Except for a father of many nations, I have made you. And I will make you exceeding fruitful. And I will make nations of you. And kings shall come out of you. And I will establish my covenant between you and, and your seed after you in their generations. For an everlasting covenant. To be a God to you and to your seed after you. And I'll give to you and to your seed after you the land where you're a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, you shall keep my covenant, therefore, you and your seed after you in their generations. This is my covenant. And then God, God told Abraham that all his children should be circumcised. That was a sign of the covenant between them. And, and, and Abraham obeyed God. Then in verse 15, he says, God said to Abraham, as for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai anymore, but Sarah shall be her name, and I will bless her and give her a son of you, and I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. 
Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to him who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear? And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. And God said, Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son indeed, and you shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. You know, I don't know what was going through Abraham's mind when God gave him all those promises and, and thinking how old he was. And, but there are, there are a few things that we're going to be seeing as we, as we study this, um, uh, its life that, we would, we, you know, that would help us as we begin to learn to dream God's dream. I want to first of all talk about what happens when we embrace the dream of God for our lives. There are implications, there are strong implications uh, that happen because when God shows you what he wants to do or when you, you have an inkling, most of the time you may not be 100% sure whether this is God or, but you're, you're seeking God and you're putting your trust in him and you're praying and your, your heart is in the right place and you, you say, God, help me, direct me. And you, you feel that what God has put in your heart is the right thing. And so, you know, and you're believing God with all of your heart. Uh, you, you find that many of the things that happened to Abraham is what we experience in our lives today. Many of the things that happened to, Jake, to, um, uh, to Joseph is the kinds of things that we experience when we receive the dream that God has for us. Um, so uh, I, I want to talk about the circumstances, the, 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 the implications that happen when we receive the dream of God. You see, in the case of Abraham, God told him he, he was not going to be just Abraham. Abraham means great father. He didn't have any child but he was great father, so that was bad enough. But now he, he now becomes uh, Abraham, that means the father of nations. So, you know, that's something else for him to change his name from Abraham to Abraham when he didn't even have any children yet. So, first of all, when, when, when God speaks to us, it is possible that our circumstances may not align with what God says. And when God speaks, he doesn't tell you this is going to happen next week or next year or three years' time or 20 years' time. You know, you, you just get, all you have is a promise. And the, 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 the promises of God, the, the, the prophetic word of God, they, they, they stand on the basis of the timing. It is the timing that determines the, the validity of what God is saying, and that, that is what helps us in knowing when to move. And as children of God, we should be sensitive to what God is telling us so that we do not move ahead of our time, so that we do, we do, not, we do not get disappointed when the timing has not come. Because in the case of Abraham, God told him, you know, you're going to have a child. And of course, his circumstances did not marry what God said. We, we know the story about how, after waiting a long time, it was his very wife, who had actually, who, through whom God was going to bring the promise, who told him, look, I don't see any child coming. Why do we wait forever? You know, God, God wants to do something through you. 
take my maid. It's something that's done, you know, so, you know, t t people here do it. Take my maid, you can have a child, that child will be my child and I will nurse that child. Helping God, you know, sometimes we feel that something is right for us to do. I mean, this is what God has promised for us, but we don't see it happening. We can see, we can see that happening in the area of marriage. A lot of people, you know, they know they, they should get married and nobody is coming. And eventually, they, you know, there's an unbeliever that comes along and, well, you know, they, they kind of fit the bill. You know, why not help God? You know, uh, but, but this, this is, this is, this, these are the dangers that can happen when one, one, one does not know the timing of God. Of course, delay. Sometimes, you know, the promises don't come immediately. You, you, you have to wait. And when you're, when you're waiting, you can get into despair uh, and nothing seems to happen. You could also find yourself becoming like the object of a ridicule because I'm not sure what the neighbors of Abraham must have been saying about him when, when he changed his name to Abraham, you know, and say, oh, you're calling yourself uh, Abraham now. You're calling yourself father of nations when you don't even have one child. And, you know, in our vision here, you know, the vision that God has given us in this church to reach the nation, to reach London and the world for Christ, and, and we have to reach the, 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 uh, the people that are closest to us, and from the people that are closest to us, try and reach other people and, and create, you know, uh, a, a, an environment for, for Christ to be known in whatever community that God has placed us. And it is, it is very, very, very easy for us as we look forward to what God wants to do for us to speak the language of faith and say, you know, I can see, my, I can see myself growing. I can see myself becoming, you know, uh, like becoming like 10 people before the end of the year. I can see five members of myself planting before the end of the year. These are faith projections that we can make based on the fact that we know that God's desire for us to grow. And... You know, the very next day after you have made that declaration and prayed about it, you know, three of your cell members tell you they don't want to come anymore. Or, or, they, or they don't want to see you anymore, you know. Things, things just go, you know, they, they get what we call a K-leg, you know. And, and you know, so your circumstances just go against. And you, you, could, you could be under pressure. Or, or, or indeed, you know, people become quite uh, unpleasant in the way they behave towards you. And... You know, things are good today, they're not so good tomorrow. If we look at the life of, of Joseph in, in chapter 37 of the of, uh, book of Genesis, he, 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 he dreamt, he actually dreamt, God showed him that, that he was going to become great and that his family were, were going to prostrate before him. And, and he, you know, and he saw his brothers, first of all, prostrating before him in chapter 37, verses 5 to 11. And then he saw his, he, even his parents prostrating before him. That, so he, he had that vision that he was going to become something great. But immediately after that, what happens to him? He found himself now the object of, of conspiracy by his very brothers. Found himself in a, in a well. And then from the well, he became a... a he became a, 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 what do you call it? He became a, a, a prisoner in, in, in the, a, first of all, he became a slave in Potiphar's house, and then from Potiphar's house became a prisoner. Everything just went against him. And so the fact that circumstances are, are going against what we believe God has placed in our heart is not a reason for us to abandon what God has said. Are you following me? The reason is because, you know, we, we need to know the God that we're dealing with. We, we're dealing with a God who is faithful. 
a God who keeps promises, a God who does not change, a God, a God whose word is forever settled in heaven, a God who, who watches over his word to perform it, a, a God who would cause all circumstances to work together for our good, a God who would make sure that his plans and his purposes in our lives are fulfilled. God has more stake in you becoming successful than you do. I'll say that again because some people did not hear. God, God is more interested in you being successful and victorious than you are. And he will do everything possible to make sure that you attain that level. So it, it is important for us to, to, to identify what God wants. And the dream of God is about doing the will of God. Jesus Christ said, in, in John 5, 19 and 30, he said, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. I, and then in verse 30, he says, I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. So the key for us in, in dreaming the, the, the dream of God is being concentrated on the, on the will of God. What is the will of God in the matter? What God is leading me to do? Is, is, is it God that is leading me or, or, or is it me? Or am I the one that I'm, I'm focusing on this? Is it for my own desire? Is it for my own prestige? Is it for my own pres uh, reputation? Or is it because I want to be like other people? Or is, or is it God that is leading me to do this? When it is God that's leading us, then, you know, we, we can be sure of the success. And, you know, uh, in this, in, this, in this vision where the Lord has been leading us in this church, there's been a lot of platitudes that I've heard over the years as we've uh, tried to raise disciples and, and train people for the work of the gospel. Uh, you know, people say, oh, that kind of training can only work in Africa. You can only tell people to come and, and you can only, you know, that, that, that they would do it only in Africa. Uh, or, or they would say, oh, it's because um, it's, a first of the, it's a cultural thing. But you know, the word of God is not cultural. The, the word of God is life. The word of God is truth. When we, when we follow the principles of the word of God, whether you are in Africa, you are in America, you are in Asia, wherever you may be, it works because it's the word of God. You know, uh, and I believe that when, when we follow what God has called us to do in, in, in this church, that is, that is follow the, 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 what the disciples did in the, in the book of Acts. The Bible said they, they met daily, you know, to pray, to share bread, to, to follow the, uh, the apostles' doctrine, and, and, and to fellowship together. God added daily those who were being saved. So wherever it is that you're having fellowship with people, wherever it is you're, you're, you're breaking bread, whatever it is you're showing interest in other people's uh, welfare, I tell you, people will be committed to you. People will come to you. And I, re I really want to challenge the 230 service congregation today that you, know, you, you, that you would really anchor yourself into the plans and purposes of God and make up your mind that you're not going to remain small. God has created everyone great. The plan of God for you is to be great. Behind every single one of you is a nation. 
God wants to make you the father of many nations. And when I use the word father, it, 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 it is a, it's, a, a, it's a covenant word. So it applies, whether you're a man or a woman, it applies to you. Because God wants you to reproduce. What God has put into your life is not just for you alone. As far as according to Nominee says, it's for them. So it's, it's for you to be a blessing to other people. And therefore, you need to begin to dream what God has given me, who can benefit from it. Because that is, that is the plan of God. It's not for you to, to, to be proud and big because you have a lot of head knowledge. It's so that God will be glorified through your life. And therefore, we need to see what is God doing. And, you know, you may have people in your cell or you may have people you're wanting to witness to that may appear impossible. But, you know, there's nothing that says that because somebody appears on the outside to be impossible that, they, that God can't reach them because there's nobody that God can't reach. In fact, you can, you can make up your mind that if God can reach you, then he can reach anybody. If God can reach me, I know he can reach anybody. And therefore, it's about partnering with God and, and, you know, seeking God on the behalf of those that God has put within our, our, our range of activity and, and beginning to love them as God loves them and to, and to, and to re really bless them the way God has blessed us and make our lives a blessing to them, serve them in such a way that they would be inclined to ask why are you doing this? What is it in you that is so different? And what is motivating you? And that will just be an open door for you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. So, you know, whatever situation we may face that may be negative, we need to ask God, what are you saying about this situation? What are you saying about this person? Sometimes some of those people that we think may be the most difficult would end up being the closest people that God would use in fulfilling his plan and his purpose for us. And, you know, um, it, it, and, there's not, I, and I repeat that there's nothing that a child of God cannot do because we've got God on our side. Next, I want to say that God is a faithful God. You know, the Bible said in, in, in Genesis 39, verses 21 to 23, that when, when, when Joseph found himself in prison, you know, he had not done anything wrong. If anything, he was, he was focusing on the vision that God had given him. This woman wanted, her, wanted him to come and lie with her, and, she, and he made up his mind that he was not going to do it. He, he made up his mind to, be, to, to, to keep himself, to be, to be sanctified for God and, and to honor God in every respect, not only not to be faithful to his, um, to his master, Potiphar, but also because of his fear of God, not to touch another woman's wife. And, and so he refused to touch this woman, and then he found himself in prison unjustly, you know. But the Bible says that God was with him in all that he did. I want us to remember that one of the promises that Jesus Christ made was that he would always be with us. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So whatever difficulties we may be facing, it is important for us to know that we're never alone. We, you know, things may look bleak, things may look bad, we may face difficult uh, circumstances, but God is there. His name is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is always present. His name is Emmanuel, the God who is with us. And he, the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? And of course the answer is nobody. There's nobody who can be against us. And, you know, I, I know the faithfulness of God that, uh, that Joseph 
you know, enjoyed in this circumstance, that in spite of the unjust treatment that he's received, and in spite of finding himself in prison, the Bible says that God was with him, and he was wise in all that he did. And so even in prison, he got recognized, and he got promoted, even in prison. So whatever we may be going through, I want to say we, we, we have a responsibility to trust God. You know, there's a verse in, in, um, in, in, in the book of uh, Isaiah, Isaiah 50. It's a beautiful verse, actually. And, and it's a verse that we as Christians need to, to just cotton on to. Uh, Isaiah 50, verse 10. It says, Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the, name, in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. You know, sometimes you might find yourself in the middle of a situation where you just don't even understand why are things this way? Why am I not progressing? Why, why, why are things not working out? Why are things opposite to what I, I, I planned? I worked so hard and yet I'm not producing the kind of result I wanted. What is it? And yet, you know, you might even begin to think, I give my tithes, I, I go to church, you know, we begin to pray like the Pharisee, and, and yet, you know, nothing is working. But, you know, the Bible says that if you, if you, if you, if you're, if you don't know, you're walking in darkness, that is, you have no idea what's going on, you have no understanding what's happening to you, so, you know, you're, you're in the kind of darkness, as it were, that is because you are ignorant of, of your circumstances. But the Bible says, trust in the Lord. Put your confidence in the Lord. And as you put your confidence in the Lord, he himself will sort you out. He will, he will bring the light in that situation. He will resolve the whole situation that's a, that's a perplexity to you. And he would give you the victory. Because he's the God who delivers. He says, trust in the name of the Lord. Rely on him. Because those who put their trust in the Lord, they are like Mount Zion. They cannot be removed. Because, they are, because the same way that the mountains surround Jerusalem, even, even the same way God surrounds his people. So what we need to do in those circumstances, we need to hear God clearly, listen to him and, and understand you know, what, what, what he wants us to do. And then, and then you'll be amazed how God would sort our, our situation out. Uh, and, of course, the, the, the key to our, to, 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 to our dream is to be obedient in all that God has called us to do. Uh, and surely, justification will come. Justification will come in the end. In the case of Abraham, we know that in the end, he, he, did, he did get his promised son. But, of course, uh, the Isaac had to, I mean, Ishmael had to go, you know, and those are some of the things that we need to take into consideration when we know we are, we're, we're dreaming the dreams of God. There is, a, there is a God way of doing things. And there is, there is a my way of doing things. And we have to be prepared to let go of my way and, and do things God's way. Because God's way, God will honor. God will bless God will anoint. God will bring fruit. But when we do things in our way, we, we, you know, we, we tend to, to run into difficulties. You know, um, the dreams of God for us are always bigger than what we, we want to dream for ourselves. What, you know, our, own, our own landscape is limited, but God's landscape is you know, beyond the horizon. Um, 
if I can just have a little bit of parenthesis, is here. When, when, I, when I studied French at the university, and I remember when I applied for scholarship to go to, go to university, they asked me, what would you do with the degree? I said, well, I would work in our embassy. I work in the, in the Nigerian embassy somewhere and, you know, go, you know, somewhere and, and interpret or something, you know. And I, and I did go and, 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 and write French. But God had a bigger dream for me. You know, my, my own idea was to work in a little office. That was, that was the biggest thing I could think of, you know. And, 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 and use my French that way. But God's dream for me was to be able to use that, that language to honor him and to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ in different parts of the world. And I, can, I dare say for each and every one of you, there are things that God has put in your heart that you want to do, but you know, we, need, we need to surrender what God has given us and give them to God. When we give them to God, the little, the little plans that we are making for ourselves we, and we let go of them, you'll be amazed how God would amplify it and make it really big. And my prayer for each one of us here today is that God would really lead us to that place where we'd be happy to let go of our little, little plans and, and, let, and let him bring his great plan before us. You know, before the realization of the dream that God has for us, there, there is a time of training because uh, sometimes we, if, we, if, we, if we arrive at destination, before we have had proper training, we may actually ruin the products, you know? And, and so a, a training, God, God allows us to go through a rocky road like Joseph did and, and like Abraham did, you know, before we get to uh, our promised land. God would lead us to sacrifice our own personal interests, our personal ambitions, and, and recognize that we actually belong to God. There's nothing we have that doesn't belong to God. All the talents, all the, um, all the gifts, all the abilities, they belong to God. God gave them to us. We belong to God. We have been bought with a price, the precious price of, of the blood of Jesus Christ. And therefore, we belong wholly to him. And God wants, us to, wants to bring us to the place where we recognize his total sovereignty over our lives. And there is nothing that is, we consider too sacred that we cannot give him. You know, Abraham, God asked Abraham to go and sacrifice his son Isaac. And I wonder what must have gone on in the, in the, in the, gone on in the head of Abraham. He said, you asked me to send Ishmael away, I sent Ishmael away. Now you want me to sacrifice Isaac. Isaac is, the, is, the, is a promised child. You said you're going to make me a father of nations. This is the one child of God, and now you want me to sacrifice him. But Abraham was not arguing with God. Abraham was not in that place. Abraham had come to a place where God speaks, he obeys. God says go, he goes. You know, and, 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 he, and, he, and, and God, you know, he, 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 he went and, and took the child with the whole intention of sacrificing Isaac. And, and it was just at the last minute that the Lord said to him, I, I now see your heart. I see that you're not withholding anything from me. And I believe that God, God is dealing with our hearts when, as God uh, is trying to bring his dream in our lives into fulfillment. God would, would test our hearts to see, are we prepared to totally surrender everything to him? And that, when I say surrender everything, I mean our time, our finances, our uh, uh, 
whatever it is we've got, we make it available, so wholly available to God. You know, uh, being, being, a, 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 being a Christian, apart from it being, just being a lifestyle, it's representing Christ wherever we may be. And so we, we, would, be, we would be required to spend time with people so that we can share the love of God with them. We will be required to share our lives with them. We will be required to share our food with them, share our finances with them. And as we're doing it, we're doing it for God, not for man. You know, in, in, in one of the things that I've learned following this, the, the, the vision of disciple-making in this house is that the more time you spend with people, uh, uh, you know, empathizing, and, and sharing in their lives, in their ups and downs, and their joys and, and challenges, the more your hearts are drawn together, the more there is a bonding, and the, and the more you, you, you can work together and produce fruit together. But, you know, if you're distant, if you, you're keeping yourself to yourself and keeping your things to yourself, either it's your home you're keeping to yourself or your finances or your food or whatever you're keeping to yourself, you're going to be creating this barrier where you do not know the person that God has put alongside you. And you're not in a position even to be a help to them as you could have been. I believe God is asking us to, to really totally sacrifice everything he has given us to him, give it over to him, and wherever it is that he leads, that we would be God's hand and God's, God's mouth, God's feet. There's a song that Graham Hendrick has written recently that I, I listened to. He says, he said, he said, in you we live, Jesus, in you we move, in you we breathe, Jesus, in you we love, and we are your body here, we're your body here. Your touch, our hands, your words, our voice, your way, our feet, your tears in our eyes. Your spirit is here. You give, we share. You lead, we go. You send, we serve. You build and we grow. Your spirit is here. You know, as we share our lives with others, we, we, we allow the, the, the spirit of God to permeate the community that God has given to us and then thereby we can introduce them to Jesus and we can, we can begin to, to, to grow and, and make the presence of God felt where God has given us. I believe that God, God is raising up a generation of deliverers, people who make a change in the society and in, in whatever, whatever sphere of life where God has placed you. I believe that God wants you to be the very best that you can be where God has placed you. There's a verse in Obadiah, Obadiah 21. It says, And deliverers shall go up on Mount Zion to rule and judge Mount Esau, and the kingdom and the kingship shall be the Lord's. I believe that God wants make, to make everyone here a deliverer. God wants, to, God wants everyone to be the, 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 the person through whom he can bring deliverance to people. It's just a question of entering into the dream that God has placed in your heart. And I can tell you there's no situation that is impossible because, you know, if you submit yourself to God, God will show you a way. I know that things have gotten quite difficult in England at the moment, especially in the place of work. But even in the middle of, the, of, of that, God is still showing himself strong. I know... I know, I know um, uh, people, even members of this church, who have been able to raise uh, groups, 
within their places of work where they, they, they meet regularly to pray with people, introduce people to Jesus Christ, and, uh, and, and people are coming to faith because they, have, they dared to dream God's dream and to move in line with what God has promised uh, to, to his children. I believe that God wants to make each person a solution where you are to the cries and, and pains that people are feeling so that you can bring the comfort of our Lord Jesus Christ in those situations. God wants to make us uh, instruments of his peace uh, where, where God has placed us. God wants us to be the ones through whom his love can reach those who do not know him. And the, the other thing I wanted to mention is that we need that we wish to recognize who our covenant partners are. One of the major problems that Abraham encountered was that uh, at one point, he, he tried to get rid of, of Sarah. Uh, and, and he, you know, he, two times he tried to give her off to somebody uh, they nearly married her off because you know, she said he was her sister so that he could save his skin. Um, and I mean, it is true that she was his sister, but, but she was also his wife. He didn't, he didn't let them know that little bit about... Um, about, about Sarah. And, and so, in the same way, you know, God can place alongside us people through whom the dream he has placed in our hearts will be realized. And sometimes, the relationship between us and those people may actually be difficult. Uh, and, and, you, and the tendency might be to want to get rid of those people. And the, it is very, very important for us that when, when God, God has placed us alongside anybody for us to go back to God and say, this person or this situation where I have found myself, what is your take on it? It's not a question of just praying that they would just, they would just go or maybe God will kill them and they will say they died or something like that. But, but it would just be a question of maybe God giving us the key that, that would enable us to touch the lives of those people. Sometimes, a, a lot of the people who, who give us agro, it's, it's really a cry for help. And when we, can, we, when we can go to God on their behalf, and God can, opens our eyes to what they need, or what, what is required, and then we, 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 we use that key. Maybe it might be just be listening to them, or inviting them out to a meal, and that might just break the ice, and you might discover that they're your greatest friends, and they're your greatest allies, uh, and, and you'll be amazed that in the long run, they're supposed to partner with you in what God has placed in your, in your life. You know, we, you know, the Bible says that we are all members of the same body, and we are supposed to, to partner with each other and partner with other people to bring about the fulfillment of, of the dream that God had, had for us. And when, when Joseph reached his, um, the, the point of greatness, you know, he did not, he did not then uh, begin to punish his brothers. If anything, he recognized that God had called them together. And even though his brothers had misbehaved at, at a particular point, he, he, he saw the purposes of God in what had happened. And, and he, he was the one now pacifying the, 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 his brothers and saying, no, you, you meant it for evil, but, but God meant it for good. I, I went ahead of you. We are, we're going to be in it together. And they were in it together because together they formed the, the, the patriarchs uh, uh, of, of Israel. And, and so he, he, did not, he did not now punish them 
because they had, they had been nasty to him at one point. On the other hand, he, he embraced them. And, you know, the Bible says that our light momentary afflictions uh, is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing for us an everlasting weight of glory. You know, whatever challenges and difficulties that you may be going through at this point in time, let me tell you that the Bible calls them light. The Bible says they are light and that they are momentary and it's going to pass away. Can you say with me, it's going to pass away? It's, you know, it is temporary, you know, because we don't look at the things that are visible. We, 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 we look at the things that are, that are invisible because the things that are visible are temporal, but the things that are invisible are eternal. So there are, there are great things that are in store for us, and I, I believe that God's purpose will be fulfilled in the life of each and every one of us. Amen? I just want us to pray right now. You know, maybe you have had a, a rough patch. Maybe things have been difficult. Maybe there are dreams that God had put in your heart and that you kind of abandoned. You've had a lot of difficulties and you've got a, a lot of challenges. I want to remind you today of God's faithfulness. I want to remind you that God is a good God. I want to remind you that God doesn't change his mind. What he, what he said he wanted to do, he still wants to do. He wants to do it through you. He wants to fulfill his purpose in your life. And he wants to make all things work together for your good. And I, I really want you to come to a place today where you could say to God, I, I really want to embrace your vision. And I, I want to come back to that place. And I know you haven't changed your mind. I, I want what you want for me. And if that's you, just stand where you are, and I'll just say a general prayer to every, for everybody. And you're just wanting God to just move you on and to fulfill his purpose and his plan for your life and to accomplish that which he has spoken concerning your life. Maybe you feel you're working in darkness and you don't even know what's going on. I believe that God, God wants to, to, to engage with you and to move you on. This is a time for you, with you and God, Say, God, I, 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 I need, I need for, for, for your power to be present in my life. I need the understanding of your spirit. I need to, to, to really just move on with you for, for your purposes to be realized in my life. I have had a, a, a great deal of battering, but I know that you mean greatness for me, and I want to achieve that greatness. I want to accomplish the purpose of God in my generation. I want to be great. I want to be a blessing. I, I, want, I want those, those who touch me to also be blessed because this is your plan and purpose for me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for your children, Lord God, that are standing before you. You know the challenges that they've faced in, in the past, oh God. I just ask that, God, that your peace, that passes all human understanding, will be their portion in the name of Jesus. That you keep them focused on you. That the power of the Holy Spirit will be released afresh in their lives, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And enable them, oh God, to hold on to you and to focus on that which you want to accomplish, oh God. Knowing that you, God, you are faithful and you will do it in the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray for everyone here today, those who are pursuing their vision, those who do not even know what your dream is for their lives. Lord, I ask in Jesus' name that you reveal yourself to them, that they be flooded, the eyes of their understanding will be flooded with light. They will know the power of the resurrection in their lives. They will know victory. They will know the God who causes one to triumph. Lord, in the name of Jesus, that thy life will bring glory to your holy name, and that through them, oh God, many would come to the knowledge of the truth. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a clap of praise.